Before we hop into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. It is almost April 13th. This will be the fourth anniversary of our beloved Lieberland. And on top of that, I'd also like to bring it to your attention that you, yes, you, have the opportunity to be one of the first estate holders in Lieberland history. If you have not yet heard of the Floating Lieberland Project, you can go to floating.ll.land. It's a website, floating.ll.land, and check out Floating Lieberland to get more information about how you can own the first property in Lieberland history. Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of The Lieberland Show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. Today we are joined by Roger Veer. Roger is a world diplomat of Lieberland. Roger, thank you for joining us. And do you have any opening remarks for our listeners? Thank you, Adam. I think tell your friends about this podcast, spreading the word about Liberland. So to be honest, I didn't know that there was a podcast for Liberland uh, until just recently, even though I've been involved in Liberland heavily for a long time. So uh, help spread the word about Liberland via this podcast. So make sure you share this on, on social media with your friends if you like it. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and we ask, we're going to ask the same for you in advance. You, you betcha. I'll definitely be doing that. So you're, um, Roger, you're, you're calling in from Tokyo right now. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Tokyo and, and what brings you there. Tokyo has been one of my home bases for 13, 14 years now, a long, long time. Uh, it's a, a great city. of I mean, More people live in the Tokyo metropolitan area than all of the state of California. So more than all of LA and San Francisco and San Jose, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just an amazing amount of stuff happening and, and, and things going on all the time. It's, it's really a fun from that perspective. One other thing that I kind of like culturally is uh in the u.s you'll see signs that say like no smoking 500 fine or something it's just very very direct whereas uh there's signs i've seen around japan that the effect it says no smoking but they, they don't say it that way like the way i would translate it into english is like from good manners come the rules so follow the rules to have good manners no smoking and <laughs> I, I think that that's much much nicer than the way they write it in the u.s of just no smoking thousand dollar fine right yeah, no, that's an interesting observation because the, the one time that I visited Tokyo, this really caught me off guard as well. If you're going to purchase something uh, where you'd have to be over the age of 18, whether it's tobacco, alcohol, it was a touchscreen. And I remember on the touchscreen, it simply pops up saying like over 18, yes or no, something like that. And the general feel from being in that country, especially from a discipline standpoint, is that like if someone's under the age of 18, they're actually going to press no on the screen and go back to the fridge or whatever and put, put their, their drink back. Yeah, I was talking with another Japanese friend of mine and they said like, even if you sent like a junior high school age kid into the convenience store to buy alcohol, and if, if the parent genuinely told the kid, hey, can you go buy me a beer from the convenience store? They'd tell the clerk, oh, this isn't for me. This is for my parent. And the clerk would probably still sell it to him uh, is, is what this Japanese person said. And from my impression of being here for over a decade, I think that's prob- probably true, <laughs> which is very, very different from the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into, get into Lieberland here soon, too. But one other thing, again, I just because now that you're, you're bringing it to the top of my head, talk about how cool and unique it is um, in Tokyo, Japan, center, center city, Tokyo, Shibuya Crossing. I'm there with my friend and, and their family and the, their daughter, who's probably at the time age 16, you know, attractive young girl. She, they're in the military. So she's you know, Americans. She stands out, et cetera. She's like, mom, dad, I'm bored. I'm, I'm going to go hop on the metro, I'm, I'm, the subway. I'm going to go home, which is an hour subway home. And we're in the middle of Tokyo. So like, if you think middle of New York City, nighttime, 16-year-old daughter 
they'd be like, no, like you're staying with us. But they're like, okay, bye. We'll, we'll see you at home. Yeah, I've never lived in New York, but it, it's certainly not a problem at all. Like even younger than 16, like kids, you know, you, I see school kids. I'm not sure how old they are, maybe eight years old, but they're like riding the train around town by themselves wearing their little school uniforms. So it's a, it's very, definitely a very safe place. Yeah. Well, we hope that's how Lieberland is going to be uh, one day. Roger, tell us about your journey and how you became a Lieberlandian. Yeah. So I've, I've been, uh, I became a, a voluntarist decades ago from studying economics and you know, Murray Rothbard's really who pushed me over the edge, but, uh, you know, there were a lot of other influencers there as well as you know, Milton Friedman and Henry Hazlitt and Frederick Bastiat. And, you know, the list goes on and on, uh, there, but you know, the more I read, the more, the more in that direction I, I leaned and then, uh, heard about Liverland a few years back. And I thought, Oh, this is awesome. This is a great chance to set aside a little piece of the earth where people can actually try to put these ideas into practice. And what I've been telling people for a long time is if you're a libertarian, of course, you should love Liberland. But even if you're a statist through and through and you think we need government to control everything for everyone all the time, you should still love Liberland. And the reason you should love Liberland if you're a statist is because all of us crazy libertarians can get together and try our free market society. And then if everything goes horribly wrong and it turns into this absolute disaster, all these statists can say, see, that's why we need a government. That's why we need all this. So even if, if you think that government's wonderful and we need government, you should fully support our efforts for independence for Liberland and to give these ideas a try and practice so that you have a, something you can point to and say, see, that's why we need a government. And obviously, I don't think that that's how it's going to play out. I think it'll work out wonderfully well. But uh, empirical evidence counts more than, than theory. So let's let's give it a try and practice uh, rather than just studying about the theory about this for, for another couple of decades. So uh, so when I heard about Liberland, it was like, yeah, let's give it a try. Let's develop. Let's devote some of our time and effort and, and money and resources to, to make this happen. So I've been a supporter of Liberland for basically since as soon as I heard about it for the first time, which I think is might be coming up on three years now. It's, it's, it's yeah. been a while. So. Yep. Fourth year anniversary is in, is right around the corner. Are you actually, are you going to be attending the anniversary? Uh, it's, uh, it's the one that's happening just in a couple of days from now. right? <laughs> yeah. So I've not, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make it uh, from Tokyo to there's, there's no easy direct flights to, to there, but uh, it's on my calendar for every year. And one of these years I'll definitely make it uh, in person. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately this year is not, not the year. And we'll, we'll take a deeper dive into this later in the interview. But one thing you just mentioned from a, a trial and error perspective in regards to Liberland being able to potentially set the example for what other countries can do and can be, what are, what are some things when you look at Liberland that you're like, wow, um, if we're able to really get this rolling, that particular aspect of Liberland could be a great example for other nations to adopt. There's just so many. I think one of the ones that I'm the most excited about is some of the like reputational, free market reputational systems for businesses. And so people like can register businesses with private entities to do the reputational enforcement. And then you don't have all these crazy burdens and regulations from states like you have normally. Like so I just saw in the news earlier today that uh, Bitrex, a big giant cryptocurrency exchange that's been around for a long, long time, mm-hmm. have been in the process of applying for a bit license from the, you know, the Empire State, so appropriately named, uh, New York. And this is an exchange that's been around for a long time. Like I've had good experiences using them. I don't know of too many people, or I don't know of anybody that's this. I'm sure someone somewhere's had a problem, but mm-hmm. I personally don't know of anybody that's had any problem with them whatsoever. And the state of New York told them, like, nope, your 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 bit license has been denied, and you have uh, you have to start closing down everybody's account uh, that's living in New York with your website starting today, and and basically kick them all off your platform. And that just seems like so ridiculous. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing more competition in the world for 
for reputational enforcement of businesses and, and, you know, corporate registration from free market entities. I think that's a really, really big deal that can really unleash a lot of uh, economic potential and economic growth and across the, the whole planet. And uh, Liberland, I, I hope, can be a, a center for that sort of activity happening. Yeah. And just to be clear, so that was, that was recent news about Bittrex, you said? I think that was from today or, or, or yesterday. I'm a day ahead of you guys. So it was within the last 48 hours is, is my understanding. Interesting. And so again, I know you have much more experience in cryptocurrency, I'd say, than myself. So the Liberland merit is, is here. It's beginning to emerge as a tradable currency now. What platforms, what exchanges do you see the Liberland merit being able to perform the best on? Well, I, I think the, the market will really be the ones to decide that. But of course, Bitcoin.com, we're going to be offering full support for it uh, as soon as we possibly can. We have a whole team working on it. We're integrating all the Bitcoin cash tokens right into the Bitcoin.com wallet. So that means every single person there, by the time we launch this, I think we'll have more than 4 million wallets created on our platform. Wow. All of those 4 million wallets will be able to use the Liberland uh, token, LLM, right there inside the Bitcoin.com wallet. And uh, I think that's a really, really, really big deal. And then there's already some exchanges that have listed it. At some point, Bitcoin.com will have our own cryptocurrency exchange as well. And of course, we'll list Liberland uh, Merit as well on there. And it's just, uh, you know, what, what, what are people going to decide to use, use it for? That's the interesting thing. So if you have an interesting idea, now is the, the time to get started. And if you're a software developer, if you head on over to developer.bitcoin.com, we have all the tools to make it super, super easy to start building on top of the Liberland Merit or, or Bitcoin Cash in general. Yeah. And I guess quick, quickly, this is a little off topic, but in regards to outreaching to software developers, I know talent is always something that's very important. I mean, is there any, anyone on your team that you're looking to fill at Bitcoin.com or any projects that you're working on with Liberland? We're like, oh, wow, like this type of person would be a, a good fit for what we're working on. Yeah, so the the majority of the people working at Bitcoin.com are all free market libertarian, you know, voluntarist types. Uh, so we always love like-minded people. And uh, the thing we always need the most of is our talented software developers. Um, but if you head on over to jobs.bitcoin.com, you can see a list of all the open positions that we have at Bitcoin.com at the moment. And, uh, you know, someday when Croatia leaves us alone a little bit more, we're able to have some permanent settlements. Maybe uh, maybe we'll actually open an office physically on uh, in, inside of Liberland uh, right there and build help build some buildings and help really get things uh, moving from a physical perspective right there on, on the actual land as soon as... Uh, as soon as Croatia stops bullying uh, the <laughs> citizens of Liberland around the world. Right, right. It's only a matter of time. Soon. Hopefully very soon. Yeah. So can you tell us, Roger, about a unique experience that you've had since working with Liberland? I think probably the most fun experience uh, for me is so, uh, you know, Vit was nice enough to give me a, a Liberland diplomatic passport and our Narcopolco in Mexico a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I went to leave Mexico, I used the Liberland passport to board the f airport uh, flight out of Mexico City. I used it at, at the, like, the gate agent, not the customs agent, but uh, no problems at all. Got right on the flight. It worked <laughs> great. And when I mentioned that to Vit, he said, please don't do that again. <laughs> I said, Please, please wait a little bit longer until we have some additional recognition for the Liberland passports. But it was, it was definitely a fun experience. To, I had just received the passport like a day or two earlier and, and used it to, to board an airplane. And it was, a, it was pretty fun. And if you think about it, like a lot of what these passports are is just kind of like they're as real as people decide they are real. And if everybody agrees it's real, then it is. And if nobody does, then, then, it, it, then it's not. So, but, it's, you know, the Liberland passports, every bit as real as, you know, a U.S. passport uh, the only difference is how many people believe believe in it. Yeah, yeah. There was um, there's a honestly when the Liberland history books are are written one day. I don't even know this quote, 
um, directly, but hopefully someone listening can go dig it up or find it. I think originally when Vit claimed Lieberland and he was being interrogated or in jail, whatever the right word is, someone said to him, this country of yours, it's, it's all in your head. And his response to them was, well, so is yours. Yeah, all countries are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I right. did, that's 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 like the ultimate mic drop moment right there. <laughs> so, uh, Roger, tell us a little bit more about your professional background. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Silicon Valley and had my own you know tech business in Silicon Valley, selling uh, memory for networking equipment and optical transceivers, and uh, you know had some success with that. Where things really really turned around is then you know I heard about Bitcoin in 2011, and I I became the very first person in the entire world to start investing in Bitcoin startups, and I, I basically basically by myself, funded the entire first generation of Bitcoin-related startups and helped kick off that whole giant ecosystem that we have today. And, uh, you know, by holding on to, you know, early Bitcoins there, made a bunch more money than I had made from the optical transceiver sales. Uh, and now I'm able to use that to help promote activism and activities in the world that are important to me. And uh, Liberland, of course, is, is one of those things that uh, is very important to me. And I've been, you know, like I said, I've been sending money to Liberland every single month and enjoy doing that. And I want to use the the success that I've had in business to help create a, a more free world where individuals have more control over their own lives and their own resources and their own time and money and, and the politicians have less control over people. That's that's my goal and that's what I'm working to do with my involvement in Bitcoin Cash now. We're busy building all the tools to enable people to be able to do whatever they want with their own money anywhere, anytime, anyplace and, and make it so it's technologically impossible for politicians to stop them. Not, not just impractical, but technologically impossible for people to be stopped from doing what they want with their own money. And that's really, really exciting. And I'm excited. You know, I've been doing it over eight years full time now. And I still wake up every single morning, super excited, uh, you know, seven days of a week, you know, I don't care if it's the weekend or not, I'm still working on Bitcoin cash stuff, because, uh, you know, peer to peer electronic cash for the world makes the world a better place for, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your service. And um, that's the best, you know, when you're waking up every day, and not even mattering what day of the week it is, because you're so in tune with your work that it's it's just, it's amazing, right? It's fun, right? The, it, I think it was Mark Twain or somebody says that if you can find a job you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And that's how I feel for the last eight years. I've just been loving every single day of it. So it doesn't feel like work at all. It just feels like the most fun, exciting thing I could possibly be doing each day. It's wonderful. Exactly. So I'm curious now, you mentioned you first got involved with Bitcoin in 2011. You know, that's a very early on time to catch this trend. So was there a secret? Was it luck? You know, how have you been able to stay ahead of the curve now when it comes to technological advancement? Yeah, I, I, I would attribute it to my having studied economics and reading, you know, people like Ludwig von Mises and Murray Rothbard and Henry Hazlitt. Um, and it gave me an understanding of why something becomes useful as money and what characteristics money needs to have in order for people to use it as money. And so when Bitcoin came along, it was because I had read all these books from these, you know, mainly libertarian great thinkers, because the more economics you study, the more libertarian you become. But when I, when I heard about Bitcoin, I knew uh, there wasn't any doubt in my mind whatsoever. I knew people were going to start using it as money. And uh, because the supply was limited, as more and more people started to use it as money, I knew the price in terms of dollars would go up over time. So my first step was to buy a bunch of Bitcoin. And my next step was to start helping build the businesses to build the tools to make it easier for normal people to use it as Bitcoin. And uh, I have the exact same confidence in Bitcoin Cash today because the BTC version of Bitcoin is hostile to its use case as money and they're destroying its usability as money. And so I think more and more people are going to start using Bitcoin Cash because it works 
awesomely well as cash. Uh, it's fast, cheap, reliable, and private now, thanks to CashShuffle.com. And we have all sorts of tokens built on top of it, like, of course, the, the Liberland Merit token. Uh, and so we're just going to see more and more stuff happening. And, and the network effect is incredibly important. And there's a whole giant, passionate group of, you know, hardcore libertarians busy working on top of Bitcoin Cash to help spread more freedom to the world. And uh, a bunch of us, of course, are giant fans of, of Liberland. And I know some of the other guys working at Bitcoin.com, they went out and, and when the Liberland Merit just got listed on the exchange the other day, they went out and bought some Liberland Merit tokens because they, they're a fan of Liberland as well. And they're, they're, they would love to be citizens someday as well. So they're out there spending their own Bitcoin Cash to buy, uh, buy Liberland Merit. So it's a, a really fantastic synergy between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And i um, very excited to see what the future holds. It's, um, it's a little bit of a mystery, but to me it's exciting and I'm, I'm checking in every day. Yeah. That's what makes the the future exciting is it's, it's an unknown. It is a mystery, and, but we have a, a chance to affect the outcome of that, that mystery. And so we can work hard today to, to make sure that the, the end of that mystery is, is something that we want it to be rather than something we don't. So, and yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're both doing our parts of that. So thank you for your help on that front as well, Adam. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, what advice do you have for anyone who maybe is interested in getting involved with Liberland or even existing Liberlands that want to take their involvement to the next level? Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of the same advice that Gavin Andreessen gave to the early uh, Bitcoin community back in, I think he said it in like 2010, probably. So for those that don't know, Gavin's the person that Satoshi Nakamoto turned over the project to when Satoshi disappeared. And Gavin basically said, and I wish I could think the quote word for word, but it was something along the lines of, uh, what are you waiting for? Like, don't wait for an invitation. Like, find something that needs doing and do it. Uh, you don't need an invitation to get involved. Just just start making things happen. And so find find something that needs doing and, and do it. And so if you're a fan of Liberland uh, already, look for something that can be done to help promote the the whole idea and, and, and make it happen. And then try and find other people that are also interested in it and get together with them to help make it happen together. And don't wait for someone else to tell you what to do. Like think for yourself and figure out what you need to do and, and, and make it happen. Yep, exactly. And Gavin said it much more succinctly than I did. <laughs> right. Well, we'll, we'll dig the quote up. All right. And in general, cause we talked about this a little bit earlier about the, the grand vision of Lieberland, but within the next three to five years, where do you see Lieberland as a nation? I, every year it's making more and more progress. And uh, you know, now with our own cryptocurrency, I think that's another big, big step in the right direction and Vit is the right person to ask for the, what, where he thinks the biggest bottlenecks are but I think we need to get more recognition from more of these existing countries that are in people's minds already. Croatia seems to be like the biggest bottleneck because they're the immediate neighbor you know maybe, maybe some lobbying or some handshaking or elbow rubbing over there in Croatia can can help on that front. I see things getting better not worse is, is, is my impression just like the, the world in general is getting better and better year after year. I'm, I'm an optimist about everything and, and I think the evidence backs it up the year is better and better every year than the year before. And the same will be true about Liberland. Yep. Yep. Definitely have to make up your mind, make that choice, whether or not you want to believe the world is progressing or, or digressing, degressing, whatever the right way to say that is. Um, it, it comes down to us. So I'm happy that you made the, the choice in the right direction. Yeah. And you know, YOLO, right? Life is short <laughs> and fast. Let, let's, uh, let's move quickly to make the world a better place as fast as we possibly can. I, I'm in a hurry to get everything done. Love it. Roger, what's the best way for our listeners to uh, follow up after this interview? Maybe get in touch with you, take a look at what you're working on. 
yeah, uh, Bitcoin.com is, is sucking up all of my time every day. My email is roger at Bitcoin.com if you want to send me an email or uh, rogerkvr on Twitter is my ID there. But uh, Bitcoin.com is where you'll see all the awesome projects that we're working at uh, on building. One of the ones that's coming up that the Valandians should, should love is that we have local.bitcoin.com, which will allow anyone anywhere in the world to buy and sell anything for Bitcoin Cash basically permissionlessly like you have end-to-end encrypted chat with the people you're buying and selling it with but you don't and you don't need a third-party escrow there's there's not really a, a word for this yet because it had never existed before but we're calling it self-custodial escrow where the two people that are a party to the transaction have the funds in escrow but you don't need to trust a third party but neither of the people have the ability to run away with the funds uh in the escrow wow. so it's but and bitcoin.com doesn't have to be a party to the escrow either so before before the latest upgrade on bitcoin cash this wasn't possible and it's, it's not possible on, on the BTC version of Bitcoin. And so I think we're going to see a huge amount of commerce start happening on top of Bitcoin Cash with our local.bitcoin.com platform. And we're hoping to launch this month in April. But if you head on over there today, you can enter your email address and be notified of exactly when we do launch. And uh, we'd love to see lots of the Bootlandians you know, doing commerce. And we'll be able to do that. I think we can make the whole thing work with the Liberland Merit tokens as well. I'll have to double check with the tech team, but I, I think that should be totally possible as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's great. Again, more exciting news. We'll see what the future holds and uh, keep on pushing on, keep on serving uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Bitcoin.com, Lieberland, all of it is uh, really exciting news. And I look forward to uh, our next conversation. I do as well. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Adam. Uh Uh-huh. All right, guys, this has been episode 24 of the Lieberland show. I'm your host, Adam J. Carswell. And today we were joined by Roger Veer. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you in the next episode.